Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're spending a second consecutive week at Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 27. Shortly before going to the cross, Jesus is delivering what has become known as his Olivet Discourse. In these verses, Jesus ties future events spoken about by prophecies in the Old Testament to his future second coming. Now, the disciples didn't figure out how all of this fit together until after Jesus was resurrected and the Holy Spirit came upon them to remind them about all that Jesus had said. They were expecting him to take his rightful place as king and to do it soon, because the Old Testament clearly taught that's what the Messiah would do. But now that Jesus was here, he was telling them he would be delivered up and crucified and die. Well, those things didn't fit together in their minds. And now Jesus is adding to the confusion by talking about all the things that still had to come to pass leading up to his taking his rightful place on the throne as king. Well, praise God, they did put it all together eventually and wrote it down for our edification. See how it all fits together this week. And here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Second Coming, Part 2. That's typical of fallen human nature. When you get caught Doing something wrong, what's your first instinct? Get mad at whoever busted you, right? Uh, that, that's how we do it. You know, oh, well, I ate the fruit, but that woman gave it to me. That woman that you gave to me, she gave that to me. We've been at this since Genesis chapter 3, all right? That's a typical reaction. But right at the second coming, there's also the reaction of turning to him, Grief over having rejected him. Maybe you've been asked, is it possible to wait and come to Christ at the very end? Well, yeah. There's that thief on the cross. I had a situation in my life not terribly long ago in the last, uh, the last couple of years. I knew a guy who... Um, had been married, I think it was 52 years when, that he'd been married when he, when he died. Um, he and his wife uh, got married as youngsters, and about four or five years into the marriage, the wife became a Christian. And she happily and exuberantly shared Christ with her husband, who said something like, hmm. And she kept happily and exuberantly sharing Christ with him, and he kept saying, hmm. He really didn't care. Bless her heart, stayed with this guy for all of those years. And um, toward the end of his life, um, he came down with one of those horrible kinds of cancer, and he knew that it was near the end. And I got this email from him that he wouldn't be playing golf with us anymore because he wanted to spend more time with his, with his family. And then uh, he came and played one more time. He was really frail, kind of his 
farewell tour, and, uh, and he seemed kind of different that day. And I didn't know anything about it, but he died. And then his wife called me, and she says, I got to tell you what happened with Wally. Every morning we would sit on our patio, and I'd read my Bible. He'd read the newspaper. That was just our routine whenever the weather um, permitted And when he was three weeks before he died, we were doing our usual thing, and I'd talked with him hundreds of times during our marriage, and uh, all of a sudden, he folded up the newspaper, he put it down, and he said, Sharon, do I have to go through any rigmarole to get saved? (laughs) And he gave his life to Christ. And she said, As much as a dying guy can show it in his last three weeks, he was changed. My friends, this is here to tell you people can change. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop sharing the gospel. Keep on keeping on. Because at that moment, there's going to be that response from many. God's grace always extends to the very moment of His judgment. And with every display of the judgment of God in Scripture, there was always the offer of His grace, and there was always the fruit of His grace. At that time, all the tribes of the earth will mourn, according to Matthew. Very similar to what's mentioned in Zechariah, the salvation of the whole surviving Jewish nation, and many others, all the tribes of the earth, going to be some who will repent and believe in Jesus Christ from all around the world at the very end. The gospel will be preached even in the tribulation. We understand the scriptures teach that all the Christians are going to be taken out of the world. That's the rapture of the church. And there will be a time when the Christian population on the planet is zero. But there's going to be unprecedented evangelism in those last seven years. Many Jews come to Christ. Many people come to Christ through the testimony of those Jews. Many from all the people's tongues, tribes, and nations of the world. An innumerable multitude is the exact number from Revelation chapter 7. And then whoever they don't get to, God's going to send an angel around to spread the gospel. So understand... This is about the thing that we've been looking forward to all this time. Remember when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray? He said, among other things, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is when that kingdom comes to earth. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of of the sky with power and great glory. Now, would you notice... Jesus refers to himself here in the third person. He calls himself the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the title that Jesus uses to describe himself more often than any other description throughout the Gospels. And we know exactly where it comes from. And we know why Jesus used that name most often. And we know how those guys gathered around him on the Mount of Olives that night understood it. Because they understood their Bible. It's in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Daniel was the prophet who gave the, uh, the, through whom God gave the prophecy of the 490 special 
prophetic years, and especially those last seven years. He was a prophet during the Babylonian captivity, and he received a series of visions. It's really a spectacular book. We ought, to, we ought to study through it sometime. He says this, I kept looking in the night visions. It's not, it's not uh, virtual reality goggles, and it's not you know night goggles. He, he's seeing these things that God was showing him at night. He said, And behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming. Does that sound at all familiar to some terminology you've seen recently? And he came up to the Ancient of Days, obviously a reference to the Father, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed." The vision of Daniel is where that term, son of man, comes from. Now, there's a lot of very crucial ideas embedded here. Notice them. Notice the connection to clouds of heaven. When Jesus went to the Father, how did he go? He took a cloud mobile. He left in a cloud. How is he coming back? With the clouds of heaven. And that terminology is associated with the reign of the Son of Man all the way back to the time of Daniel. Notice the phrase itself, Son of Man, a Son of Man it is there. That connotes the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He took on humanity. The King of Kings is God in human flesh. Notice, He is given this kingdom. He receives this authority to rule, and this kingdom to rule, uh, to rule over. He receives it all from God the Father, who is described there as the Ancient of Days. Emphasizes His eternal nature. Notice that He is given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. He has the authority to rule. His rule is majestic. It's going to be a literal kingdom. Now, how do we know that? Well, if you read through the book of Daniel, Daniel was given this big overview of human history and all of these human dynasties that would come, all of these kingdoms that would come and they would go and they would, be, they would rise and they would prosper and they would be destroyed. Jesus is given a kingdom. The only difference is, well, actually not the only difference. One difference is, would you notice that His kingdom is worldwide? All the peoples, nations, and men of every language. And the second distinction is, His kingdom lasts forever. It's an everlasting kingdom which will not pass away, and His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, as will all the others that Daniel has just described. He's going to reign on earth for a thousand years, and you say, well, that's not forever. No, but guess what? Go study 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and you'll see after the thousand years, what does he do? He gives the kingdom to the Father who gave it to him. It is an everlasting kingdom. So Jesus makes it clear he is the one described by Daniel. And we're going to turn to Revelation before we finish this morning. Don't go there now. But it's this second coming which immediately precedes the inauguration of the kingdom on earth for a thousand years which is the beginning of the eternal kingdom. And would you notice how precisely it says he will return? 
on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.